I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. It's Brian King, Millwall goalkeeper from 1967 to 1975. I spent the happiest years of my playing career at the Den, and I'd love to share some of the memories stories and personalities with you in my new book, The Lion's King. In my time, I've met some amazing characters, including Harry Cripps, Barry Kitchener, Sir Alf Ramsey, as well as the great Gordon Banks and Lev Yashin himself. My book is packed with laughs, tears, tragedies and triumphs. So join me in my journey down Coldblow Lane and beyond. The Lion's King Available now for $19.99 at www.littlehellbooks.com. That's www.littlehellbooks.com. Come on, you lions. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sandwich. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to a Sunday morning edition of Afton Mill. We're going to review the nil-nil draw with Birmingham yesterday. And joining me is a really welcome guest back. I'm um, just saying I haven't spoken to, to him in a long time. It's Mr. Charlie Mahoney. Welcome back, Charlie. Thanks, Nick. How are you? Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit torn, Charlie. Actually, I've been doing some little notes so that we've got something to, um, which I haven't shared with Charlie listeners incidentally. So I've got the notes, Charlie's ad living it, but I'm, I'm torn. It's, I'm done know whether we're having a good season or a bad season, Charlie. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you might, um, you know, help me, um, reach a conclusion on this because on the one hand, that was the, the fifth straight draw, just two goals scored in that sequence of five. Uh, we've got an injury list as long as your arm, and yet we're sitting in 11th position with just two defeats all season, and we're still, at the moment, as you and I are recording this, Charlie, three points off six spots. I don't know whether we're having a great season or a poor season. <laughs> it, it's it's so difficult to call, and when I was watching the game yesterday, I was thinking this is this is really hard to sort of weigh up. Because, one because the, the football. And, and you know what we're actually watching is, is not good at all. It, it's not enjoyable. At times, quite painful. Yeah. And in in the other sense, it's you know how do I assess it? In the, as you say, in the context of the season, you never want to try and put too positive or too negative a spin on things. So 
reaching any sort of conclusion after that sort of result and the last few results is, is I don't know. It, I mean, I, I don't know what tactics Gary Rowett can really realistically play. I mean, I, you know, there's always this um, online reaction to say, oh, we, you know, we're, we're shit, we can't score goals. And that, that much is true. Certainly, um, goal scoring is our is our problem um, at the moment anyway. But in terms of options to change it, I, I, I don't know that we've got many. Unless we're going to bring in, impose a lot of responsibility on youngsters like um, Tyler Bury and, and Hayden Muller and, and, and others, you know, bring them in and, and pitch them into um, this situation, which is probably going to be a bit unfair on them because they'll be making their league debuts in a, um, a season that's clearly it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a tough schedule, isn't it? You know, it's a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday type um, season. So I don't really know what options Gary Rowett has other than to build on the strength of the side, which is defence. And I think he's entitled to expect his forwards to do a little bit better on, on occasions. But I don't see many other options. How do, you, how do you see it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, we're not blessed with a massive amount of depth, even though there's probably a little bit more than we had a, this time a couple of seasons ago. But uh, one of the main issues is that even if we don't have injury problems and we can put out our strongest side, I've always thought that we've had too many sort of creative players at the club who still don't have enough of an impact on the outcome of a game. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can talk about players like Jed Wallace and, you know, Mahoney, I don't know, uh, Bradshaw, um, the likes of... Uh, Bob Varson, I know people aren't keen on Bob Varson, but that is the kind of player that we probably wouldn't have had a couple of seasons ago. They just don't do enough to actually change what happens within a game, even though they technically might be a little bit better than what we used to have. And yeah. There's this real sense that we need people to stand up and be counted when, when games are passing us by. Uh, and, and this is one of the chief reasons that we're we're having so many draws at the moment. I think we're kind of bystanders in games, really. When a few kind of differences would make a difference. Have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that it's fine margins, but um, just a couple of additions, maybe, or a couple of players who we know are half decent, just just sort of like going an extra mile would would have a major sort of impact, really. I mean, starts yesterday for for Devarson up front. I thought did okay, Charlie. I don't know how you mm. saw his performance. I mean, he's, he's clearly he's got a piano on his back after you know that miss the other the other week where he, he missed a, a, a sitter, as some would say. He missed a good chance or had a good chance saved in in midweek. Um, so fair play to him. He, he seems to have some bottle to him in that he comes back out and he performed quite well. I saw some naming him man of the match yesterday, which I thought might be a bit going a little bit far, but also starts for Jewish Skalak. And, you know, um, he wasn't, for me, Skalak didn't exactly rip up any trees yesterday, but he's, he wasn't awful. So I suppose there's a there's a start. But he's the kind of player, Charlie, you know, just developing your point there about players standing up and taking opportunities. I mean, Skalak is an international quality striker. He's played at, I think he's played in the Premier League in his, in his career. You'd have thought that yesterday would have been a, a day for him to sees that chance he's been out in a cold you know and then here he is named as a starter raised eyebrows but you didn't really see enough from him yesterday it's that kind of idea of players not not turning it on when needed I think that's where Gary Rowett will feel shortchanged a little bit from this the parts of this squad at the moment yeah well, uh, in regards to, to Skellic, um 
don't think he had a bad game, but just don't really remember him doing anything no. either. Anonymous, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that's a, quite a bad indictment, given that there's been a lot of speculation about the money that he's on and, you know, um, some of the expectations that we had when we signed him. And I think that must, as you say, it must be hugely frustrating for Rowett to bring in a player like that who might have a point to prove and just not really doing it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we were just speaking off air about the impact of um, COVID and, and from a football perspective, no fans being in the stadium. It's, it's hit us on the field in the sense that there's no real atmosphere to try and Spur on is that the right word? Spur on Jerry. He would have he would have had some comment directed at him to get involved yesterday in, in the normal circumstances. Um, it's hit us financially in terms of um, you know no fans, no money. Therefore, strengthening in, in January will probably be um, a bit of an art form for for Gary Rowett. We we do seem to uh, under Rowett generate more players of quality um, by one. In, you know, whether it be on loan or signings, uh, Charlie. I, I mean, I, I wanted to, because I haven't spoken to you since, um, I think I think you said it was just when Gary Rowett took over. I haven't spoken since. I just want to get your your sense of him, really. I mean, are you a fan of Gary or are you are you, are you you sceptical of him? I mean, how do you see him as a, in terms of middle management? I'm actually really fond of him, to be honest. I think he's, he's done a, a pretty good job overall. Um, I really like the way that he assesses a game, the way he speaks afterwards. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it feels as if there are very few platitudes in what he comes out with. He's always got something quite intelligent to say uh, without being too um, pompous, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, well, I've been happy with the job he's done. I think this current spell now is probably where the biggest question marks exist over over his style or what's what's happening, but I don't entirely blame him. Um, one of, a lot of the discussions I've had with other male water supporters used the fact, well, on the back of, what is it, five draws now? Yeah. You know, this, this idea, is it any better than what we had under Harris? Um, and for me, that's not really the point. The point is that, that's, if anything, that gives you a reflection on the kind of players we have at our disposable and our budget. If... if two managers who've struggled to get anything particularly exciting out of this squad, then maybe it's not something that should just be put onto the manager. Um, yeah, I like Rowett. I think he's he's a, been a great addition to the club. He would have been my choice as well out of the, okay, okay. the kind of candidates yeah. that were spoken about at the time, even though we don't get the full sense of that. Um, we don't know who was interviewed, who, who'd applied, etc. But yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Rowie and I, I wouldn't necessarily put the shortcomings of the team on him at this point in time either. I mean, we, we touched on this in, in the show we did in the week about the kinds of players that Gary Rowett likes, and, and if that's the right term, and the kind of players he generally doesn't seem to fancy so much. And unfortunately, I think we're probably looking at our own Ben Thompson in... Yeah. In that category, um, we're probably talking about Jury Scalak for, for many other reasons, and I'm not putting Ben and, and Jury in the same sentence, really. So I think they're two very, very different players in terms of, of heart. Um, but when you look at the injury list, I'm just looking at it now, Charlie. I mean, Billy Mitchell, a bit of an unknown quantity, but highly, highly rated at the club and clearly was hoped to be the kind of, um, you know, the, 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 the man that fills the, the shoes of Jason Malumbi, who now seems to be pretty set at Brighton. But... 
also looking even at Mason Bennett and Kenneth Zahor and, and to be honest, Conor Mahoney. I mean, all of these are players of real quality and they they not your typical Millwall players in some ways because they, they do have that extra level to their game. They come from clubs where, you know, that, that next step is, is is where they were. And, I mean, my my feeling on, on Rao is that he's still, tr- largely speaking, managing a, a League One squad, really, in some ways, with, with one or two jewels in amongst the um, the dust, you know. Um, I think until the squad itself is, has been worked over properly by him, I think only then can we truly assess him because it's still really Neil Harris's squad that he's dealing with, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's weird with Rowett because I think he admires what Harris actually gave to the club. He was very mm. fond of what he took over in terms of, you know, he commented lots on the fact that I've taken over a brilliant group here in terms of their mentality and attitude. And it felt like he was saying that his task was how do I augment that with my own style? You know, um, I can't just... In fact, I watched a podcast uh, quite recently. Um, it was called Tea and Medals that okay. featured Gary Rowey. And it was like, uh, it's two sort of military guys who, who go around and they speak to big businesses or, or football clubs or things like that. And they, they talk about, how, you know, how, how can you um, draw on some of the kind of psychological things that big companies use and the military use and right. It's hard to kind of describe, that. like a resilience and and uh, and and a willingness to you, you know change within a framework, that kind of stuff, I guess. Exactly, yeah. So, so the guest each week might be kind of from a different background, but there's always these kind of uh, these commonalities between what they're on about, mm. kind of thing. And uh, he was actually saying that, um, Robert, he was saying that I could probably, if I really went out my way, I could probably. Um, persuade John Berylson to spend a little bit more money on a player than we usually would. Yeah. Said so if I do that, like, what do I compromise in terms of what makes me a wall? Me a wall. Like, um, you know, we could go out and spend millions on a player who's got like outstanding technical attributes. Yeah. Would that upset the balance too much? And I think every time you sign a player at our place, there's always that kind of consideration. You know, is it? Is it just technique that we're going for or do we have to make sure that they have the certain mental kind of qualities that, that make you a success at a club like this? So this is the really cliche really of the Millwall really type yeah. player, Charlie. <laughs> it's, it's that in, indefinable thing because some are and some some simply aren't. And it's always interesting to see who is and who isn't. Um, I'll have to check that podcast. What was it called? Trophies uh, and medals. Uh, tea and medals. Tea yeah. and medals. I'll, sorry, I'll send the link over. Actually, it's, it's yeah. on YouTube. It's it's oh. a good watch. Yeah, do, and I'll stick it in the show notes because I think that sounds an interesting, interesting watch. Um, I'm hoping that we're we're softening the impact of yesterday's dreary game on listeners because it was a pretty tough watch in in all honesty overall. I mean, I've only picked out a few. Uh, a chance for Troy Parrott. Do, do you like the look of Troy Parrott, incidentally? I don't. Sure. Yeah, well, I, th- I think he looks quite clever. Um, he does look intelligent, doesn't he? I, I was I was slightly worried when we signed him that people were expecting us to have brought in an already ready-made sort of striker. I think yeah. it's very unfair to have those expectations of an 18-year-old who's not really played any sort of competitive football before this. I think, I think he was even capped uh, for the Republic of Ireland before he'd made an actual start for Tottenham, to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. And I know the obvious parallel that people kind of um, 
mate, is that is the one with Harry Kane. But yeah, uh, yeah. people have got to remember that Kane himself wasn't even as highly rated as probably Parrott is at that age. So, uh, and it took him quite a while to bed in at Mere Wall, if I remember rightly, as well. It's a tough environment. You're you're playing with men. I mean, Troy Parrott is is 18, so he's barely out of childhood. I know, I know that um, <clears throat> you know football is an unforgiving business, so he's got to learn fast. And he came close. I mean, I've got a chance here. 16 minutes. There was a nice crossing from Bedvarsson, who played well, I thought yesterday, and and that was a. It was probably like an inch or two short of touching that in Troy Parrott, and that would have changed the game entirely if we'd have got that that crucial goal in front. I think that's possibly the kind of chance that he may have scored if he just was a little bit more experienced and a little bit more kind of, uh, I don't know, um, it, I wouldn't say it was for want of any sort of ability, more just acuteness, really. Yeah, I mean, you've got to establish yourself. You're in amongst a group of, 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 of senior professionals, Charlie, and, you know, they've been there for some time. They've got this... You know, Jake Cooper's got this almighty record of appearances in, in, in the championship. You're playing alongside, you know, Sean Hutchinson, next player of the year, some big personalities, Alex Pierce, Murray Wallace. You know, we, 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 we all, these are all players that he would be looking at thinking, wow, this is what I would maybe, well, he's probably got more skill. I mean, he mustn't know his worth on that front. But, you know, that, that kind of um, being an embedded player is is worth worth a lot, isn't it, in terms of confidence? And I think that's probably just a little bit where he's he's going to develop as yet. It, it will come. I think he's got the he's got the basic ingredients. He's got the X factor too. I want to touch on the defence, um, Charlie, because that is our strength at the end of the day. I mean, there was a couple of chances I saw that um, Birmingham had in late in the second half, in the first half rather, where um, good defensive work. And we, you know, we we're almost taking this for granted now. Murray Wallace taking away a chance in 31 minutes and uh you know Bart performs world-class saves almost as a, a you know you're expecting him to get it to do those now that's, that's quite that's quite an attribute mate isn't it I, I think it's easy to dismiss defense sometimes it's it, it you don't concede a goal you're not going to lose the game and that, which is I know is where we're at but that's that's got to be a great baseline for Gary Rowett to build upon yeah I think the defense is outstanding I think the uh the kind of trio of of established centre whilst we have, have been absolutely brilliant. Uh, Hutchinson and Cooper, particularly on the pitch, and I get the sense that often when Pierce misses out by actually starting games, he still has a massive impact in, in terms of his personality. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got Murray Wallace, who since last season has just gone from strength to strength, really. Um, I remember when we first started playing him at like in this wing back position, I had real concerns, and just he's he's answered all of the questions for me in that role. Um, bringing Scott Malone in has has probably been an even bigger positive because there's a sense of competition now. Yeah, um, yeah. you just can't really fault the defence, can you? I think obviously Romeo's been injured for a few matches now. Um, he's a big loss Charlie I mean take Marlon out I know that sometimes some people criticise his defensive work but he does give us something going forwards I think when he has a great game he's he's almost spectacular and when when he's bad he's he's kind he's horrid it's like Jed in that way isn't he I mean Jed plays well we play well as they say yeah. Um, I want to I want to name Czech Bodvarsson because I'm just looking at the the second half now we actually went close um, as a corner Right side of corner and Bob Larson got like a near post header, really nice move. And again, it's it's these fine margins, as they say, that's just gone wide. Where if that had gone in, 
we've got a completely different game on our hands. And it's, you know, it's, there's two chances that on, a, on another day, if they, one of those had gone in, we, we're, we're in, in the driving seat. And it's just, we've just got to endure this run of bad luck um, or bad, bad um, fine margin misses, that kind of idea, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, um, I don't think Bob Farson's actually that bad a footballer. I think uh, his biggest weakness at the moment, as we saw with the miss the other week, is uh, his confidence as a striker. Um, you know, he, he's missing chances that he'd probably take quite easily if he was more mentally kind of in a yeah, place. Confidence is all, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought we had a better second half. Um, it was never, it was never going to be on fire as a game. I had to laugh at the. Um, uh, the, the the no pirate say no to piracy message that pops up on your screen on iFollow. I don't know if you get that yeah. as well. Joe. I don't I thought, even know that when iFollow doesn't work, they won't refund you. Quite <laughs> happy to put messages, don't download streams and that, which you find a bit hypocritical, really. I wonder who would be bothering with it at some points yeah, in the recent yeah, games. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not being shown in, don't, you mustn't show it in pubs, bars and restaurants <laughs> for entertainment. I thought, which, which pub and bar is this that's that's doing this? You know, <laughs> sitting there, um, you know, you'd be falling asleep to some of it recently, but that's probably been a little bit, a little bit harsh. Um, I just want to mention Bart, great save on 87 minutes. I've got a header on target. He's, he's, he's tipped it wide. Um, again, you know, I know that it's, he had, a, he had a couple of flaky moments against Wickham, but I mean, we just relentlessly expect world class saves from Bart Bielkowski. What a find he's been, Charlie, I think. What a, what a it's player. unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I'm sure people have said it on here as well, but um, I think he's the best goalkeeper we've had possibly since Casey Kevler. Easily, easily. And, and um, that's yeah. a long time now, actually. Well, that's what nineteen nineties you're talking about yeah. there. So that's a long time, and I, I would, from what I've seen, I mean, I'm, I stretch back to 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 have seen Brian King, and I would put him in that kind of category of greatness. I never saw Alex Stepney in a Mill shirt, but you know, these these are players that are international quality. I can't, but I don't know what goalkeeper Poland are, are using. It must be it must be something else. If if Bart I was thinking comes... that recently, I was thinking that recently, just just for him not to really be part of the setup. Well, I, I suppose it's the. I mean, I've touched on this with Brian King when we had a couple of conversations with the with the, with the great man over the lockdown, and he's got his new book out. But I think I think he would say the same without putting words in his mouth. But if you play for an unfashionable club like Mill, you tend not to get the the attention. You just don't get the media focus. And I think Bart is probably at the moment. I mean, the form he's been in, um, some of the saves we've seen him make, some of the instinctive saves. I can't believe he's not going to be involved. In, I don't know if Poland are in Euro 2021 or whatever it's called now, but I can't believe he's not he's not starting for his country. There must be some goalkeeper in the Polish goal. That's all I yeah, can say. And I think that is the nature of being a goalkeeper as well. You can do everything right, but because there's literally just one position available in a side, Absolutely, going to be kind of these sort of injustices in terms of selection. Where do you stand on the Ryan Woods debate, Charlie? I mean, he's he's, he's a player that gets um, is maligned. He's 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 um, he's in a difficult role, defensive midfielder. Um, not much glory to be had in that role, and you know, um, I always think he's he's, he's playing at seventy five percent somehow. But I could be, you know, I, I don't know if I'm being harsh on him. Do, do you do you like him as a as a player? I like him. I think there's there's a, a sense of real technical ability about what he does, but I can also see what you mean. There is this very sort of casual yeah. sense about him, and it's almost like he has to. It's not just because he's 
playing in that position and he's sitting that deep, that you always feel like he has to carve out that much space for him to do what he does. Like you, you'd, you'd be interested to see how he coped in a more sort of advanced position where he was going to get closed down yeah. by his opponent a little bit more. Um, there's weeks when I think, oh, he's outstanding and he's just spraying the ball about and it looks excellent. And that, you know, we've really pulled Stokes' pants down in terms of getting him. And <laughs> if, if we sign him permanently, then we're probably not going to have to actually pay like, a yeah. fee for him. Yeah. And then there's there's other games where I feel like... Um, Book his train ticket back to Stoke. <laughs> yeah, it, it, or, or he's, he sort of purposely removes himself from the action. <laughs> like... Like you know, he's he kind of uh, he's very unmeal in a lot of respects. Like uh, yeah, I used, to, I used to feel that way about Sean Williams as well, actually. Where it's kind of like you know, you're a bit too much of a luxury in midfield. We want someone who's going to be getting yeah. stuck in a little bit more. Yeah, but that quality. I mean, I suppose you you call that the Ben Thompson quality in some ways. A kind of mm. enthusiasm, get stuck in. <clears throat> um, I think Gary Rowett just sees it as having a limit a limit on how much impact it's going to have on the game. I, rightly or wrongly, I think that Woods is very much um, Gary Rowett's kind of choice for midfield. He does what he wants him to do. And um, I think that's going to be the way it is going forwards. But um, no, I, I, I think Ryan Woods in a way sums up our, our current... Um, Situation as a club because we're doing okay, yeah. but somehow we're not we're not we're not in we're not enthralled by it. It's a, it's a very odd combination of um, of things. But something that did enthrall me, Charlie, was Murray Wallace's overhead kick. Oh, it's unbelievable! <laughs> I would have loved that to have got him. Oh, wait. watching the game, I thought the only the only thing that could have made this like more ridiculous if that was if that was that the goal. Was the moment <laughs> of, uh, to find it really. I couldn't because the, well, um, the screen was um, you know it's hard to tell you didn't have much zoom on the, on the camera as it, as it came into the into the melee and I thought who did that was that Bob Varson I thought that, you know in your in your mind you think of a, of a creative player but not dear old Murray I, I love Murray yeah. he gets his um, he gets his, his criticism sometimes but I, I think he's just a player that, uh, you you said it earlier on in a conversation Charlie he's just developed strands to his game I bet he didn't even know he could do some of this stuff at Scunthorpe when he was playing you'd be there. gutted though you'd be absolutely gutted if oh you mate weren't you? like to connect with the ball that well and do everything right and it not to be kind of like not not to be a goal or, or the match winner like it's absolutely absolutely I've seen a few people say that that was kind of like his, his little tribute to Maradona well, we're going to come back to that. I'm going to break away shortly to hear some of the chaps and their reviews of yesterday. But before I do that, Charlie, I'm going to come back to you after the break to talk about Maradona. But I just want to press you on the um, the Ben Thompson wearing a Peaky Blinder uh, meme that was put out by the club yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I haven't actually. I've got to say. Oh, you've got to see it, mate. It's, it's, I mean, I, 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 as a, my note to myself is that Millwall fans are a broad church, to say the least, but that's one of the few images I've ever seen that's drawn pretty much universal <laughs> condemnation <laughs> across the board. That, that's, that brings together a lot of disparate opinion, I can tell you that much, listeners. Um, ben, in a Millwall shirt, wearing a Peaky Blinder hat, and some show reference. I, I, I've never actually really watched Peaky Blinders. But... I haven't. It's, it's something I've been meaning to get round to, and I might do it now that... Um... Yeah, tier free land. I think what it is, um, we're going off topic here, but why not? This is the nature of our show, Charlie. But I think Peaky Blinders is a gangster program. I've always gangsters to me have Chicago accents, or um, you know, the kind of they're saying like the craze, or yeah, not not uh, too much <laughs> ball, you know, I feel the same. Thing. <laughs> 
I think that's always been my hurdle with Peaky Blinders. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so whoever put together that meme in the Mill FC account, um, don't. I think that's probably You're the best thing. You're a disgrace. <laughs> We're going to come back after a short break uh, to hear the the, the thoughts of, uh, of the boys. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to Charlie about Diego Maradona. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're enjoying Afton Mill podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mule is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Mule. We're unbeaten in five games. But they've all been draws and we've scored two goals. <laughs> so that says it all. It is a dull watch at the moment. It feels like effort to watch. Uh, it really does. Um, again, more of the same today. Um, very scrappy match. A- another side we were playing in Birmingham who were you know, on poor form, so I'm sure they'll be pleased to stop the rot at least. Um, but yeah, again, kind of few chances. We were defensively solid. They didn't really threaten. Um, you know, a couple of half chances... Bodvarsson again, uh, Smith heads it over to him and a, a better striker would have scored that. They wouldn't have got their feet in a twist and, and, and just messed the chance up. And then obviously that kind of Murray Wallace overhead kick um, at the end, which was actually a very good save and, and a great effort from uh, from a defender to try and do that. But ultimately it's, it's not enough. We just seem so toothless going forward. Um, you know, kind of just sloppy, giving it away when we get in a good area and never just really creating the chance. My voice sounds flat, I imagine, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's because it is. It is flat in general at the moment. 
Well, I hate to say I told you so on the last pod that it would finish nil-nil. And it finished nil-nil. Yeah, that game went exactly how I thought it would be. I thought Millwall would be defensive. We started quite well and then lost our way. If that isn't the story of this season, I don't know what is. Um, You know, makeshift side, best not get it. Let's not get any any facts mixed up on that. We are we are down to the bare bones. Brad um, Bob Varson going off at the end, um, looking injured, might be a blessing in disguise. Um, uh, That allows you know him not to start for us for a while because. He can't keep missing chances. He he misses for some unknown reason. He has an uncanny knack of getting into positions to take chances and just not be able to do it. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a really nothing game. When it? it was very annoying, the referee didn't help it. But at the end of the day, you take a point. I'd probably be happier with a point away from home than I would be with a point at home. But you know, five draws or whatever it is now, it's just. It's so tedious to watch, get us back into the den so we can at least give them some abuse and maybe give them a rocket up their arse. You know, if you're lucky enough to be in the 2000 next week and you're uh, you're there, by all means, give them every bit of encouragement, every bit of abuse that the people who aren't there feel like they should be able to. Come on, you lines. You're listening to After Normal. Welcome back, dear listeners. Um, just want to pick up on a couple of um, points I've picked up from the internet, Charlie. Um, Richard Corley, journalist, says that's run of that Mills run of five draws equals a football their football league record. Last time we did this was 1973-74. Long time ago, I, I, I was around for that season. I don't remember the draw sequence, but there we are. Um, I've got to admire Rob Abbott's positivity, Charlie. He says another point and another point closer to the top six. Clean sheet, take the positives. Uh, that's a hard one. To, <laughs> I know what you're yeah. meaning, Rob. Hard one to, um, you know, to, 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 I'll, I'll try and tell myself that. It's strange, uh, isn't it, though? Because when we're playing like this, people, I find that people either go too positive or too negative. Yeah. Um, people, people kind of choose their position and they stick by it. Well, we're not fighting relegation, and, and you know we, we are, as Rob rightly says. I mean, he's, he's correct. Actually, is another point we haven't been beaten, and we got close to the top six. That's that is that's true in in that sense. Or I think maybe results might put us a little bit behind. But anyway, we're, we're in we're in the we're in the zone. But then I'm looking at another one I've picked out here from JP, who says the players are lucky there are no fans because the fans would not allow us to play like this. We would be going absolutely ballistic. Um, now I can believe there's a certain element of truth in that because it is a bit of a tough watch. But um, the rights and wrongs of going ballistic when you're on the fringes of the top six race—it it just I just struggle with a little bit. I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's the whole debate whether football's entertainment or whether, whether it's something else. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but, and of course, you could argue that if the fans were there, that the dynamics, the, the... Uh, game should be entirely different in the first place. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be an interesting thing. Are you? Are you? Are you? Will you be going back soon yourself, Charlie? Or are you? Um... I, I will. I will uh, not be able to really. I wasn't okay. able to. Um, wasn't able to commit to getting a season ticket when no. they went back on sale. Um, I regret not sort of renewing it very early on. Yeah. Um, it's going to be I interesting. It's going to be in, I mean, 2000 will be the cap on, on, on the crowd, but that's better than... Yeah, I think it'll be a very long time before I'm back at the den. 
but um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy for, for anyone who gets to go back, to be honest. I think uh, you've just got to see it as a positive that people are going to be getting back into the ground, but no matter how few it is and, and what games it will be there for, um, it's just a good thing in general, I think, supporters getting back into stadiums. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think I mean, it's for the good of the of the sport generally. It's good for yeah. the good of our club specifically. So, I mean, for me, it'll be a while before I can go back, just for more personal reasons. That um, I think until I've been jabbed, I think I've, I'm, I'm in much the same position as I've always been in during lockdown. Where you just can't take the chance for yeah, you know, family reasons. It's just the way it is. So I'm going to be an iFollow fan for a little while yet, um, listeners. Um, James Gibbons is asking, what's the point in five substitutions if we don't use any? Get Fergie on, so some delivery for Smith. We'll go 4 4 2. Um, I like Ferguson, but I think he's always seems to be one of those players that makes an impact when he comes on. He doesn't often start, does he, Shane Ferguson? I think, in terms of his actual qualities, Shane Ferguson, I think he's a great, great player. Yeah, yeah, great, great uh, dead ball uh, specialist and crosser of the ball. And it, it seems just absolutely ideal to have him on the same in the same team as Matt Smith. But um, Matt Smith, great player. I mean, I, I know some say limited repertoire, Charlie. But um, give me that repertoire if it goes in the in the back of the net. Yeah. I mean, he does look our, our main threat, doesn't he? And I think there's a certain element of snobbery towards the target man in football today. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's, he's one of a couple kind isn't he really there aren't too many of his ilk about at this level of football anymore you're no. kind of looking at going down a couple of one level or two levels to see more players like him but that snobbery um doesn't account for the fact that he's actually really effective very effective given the right ball in the right situation grumpy grimace says we're difficult to beat um confidence and changing mentality comes with wins i, I mean I, I think i think what grumpy's saying is that we come close over all the five games actually they've all we've all they've all had chances haven't gone in the net which is you know is, is the essential debate um he says another stern test that you would park on Wednesday, when their season's fortunes could all change. I mean, you do get a sense one good win will get us going again, Charlie. I don't, you know, yeah. a Preston-style win would, would, would do a power of good for us. I think so. I think so. Um, one of my biggest concerns is what happens if we are to concede first in one of these games, actually. Mm. Um, how do we deal with that? Because it's all very well kind of drawing a game where we've gone one nil up and thrown it away or just had a nil-nil, but um, say we were to concede first at Ewood Park in the week, you know, that, yeah. that's when I think you'll really see the measure of this side. Last one I've got here, Matt Richards uh, makes the point, it's another solid point away from home, and he makes a good point that in none of these draws, aside from Norwich, I don't even know about Norwich really, Matt, but it's none of these games have we struggled, we're not we're not struggling, and that's that's actually a good thing, Charlie, isn't it? I mean, it's... Mm. It's just at the other end that we've got a spark, and I think that's probably um, the best way we can we can leave it. Incidentally, I, I I don't know if I'm getting old. Am I getting old, Charlie? My, my green blue, um, <laughs> green blue uh, range is might be suffering. I, I I was looking at the screen at times. Everyone seemed to be wearing the same kit. I think because it was so murky there as well, it didn't help, did it? Yeah, we commented on it watching it yesterday, saying that this is a bit of bad colour clash. But um, it seemed <laughs> that uh, fog. Either the fog became worse, or just as it as um as it got darker during the game, the floodlights become less effective. And over on the far <laughs> side of the pitch, was really struggling to uh, 
to, so, to see who was who. Actually. Oh, it was a tough watch at the best of times. Both teams yeah. seemed to be wearing the same kit to me, and it all looked a bit murky. I thought, what am I doing sitting in my front room <laughs> looking at something where I can't make it in the tail of half the action? But there we are. That's old age for you, Charlie Mahoney. It'll come to you, mate. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's nearly here, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> now, I wanted to close the conversation because I love this tweet that you put out last night, and I know it's going to cause some to have apoplexy at their, as they're driving their car. So, um, but you, you've put out that you can't help but think that anyone slagging um, Diego Maradona comes across as a small-minded fucking bore. The game would be nothing about people like him. And of course, there was a minute's silence yesterday. So. I thought myself, yes, Charlie, you've summed up what, I, what I, I, I instinctively know, that the likes of Diego Maradona are the, um, the, 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 the tomato ketchup on the chips. That's what makes it interesting, isn't it? I don't know how you can not see it that way. But some... I mean, Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I understand the reasons as to why he got on people's nerves and, and angered people with what he did in the quarterfinal in 1986. But... Figuratively speaking, the man was a giant. But, you know, that's why I watch football, because of people like him, taking away the fact that I've got an allegiance to a particular club. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he makes it what it is. I mean, on the, on the cheating point, I've got a counterpoint, which has been sent to me by um, John Hedges. I've just, just selected one sentence from it, um, which I think relates. He says... Um, Talking, you know, talking about the Aaron in the week and, and I suppose the same point you're making there, Charlie, about the cheating aspect of the Hand of God incident in 1986, which, um, you know, he asked, what, what about professional fouls? Shirt pulling, week in, week out, all teams do it. <clears throat> and some, um, you know, sometimes it's even kind of acknowledged as an accepted part of the game, the going down easily, the winning of free kicks. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a very hard um, balance to strike, isn't it? Because I think if... If Gary Lineker had handballed the goal in the net, we'd have been saying, "What a you know, what a great." Um, yeah, we've <laughs> a got great one pro- now for <laughs> That's right, uh, and I, I do think there's something in this because we were the at the receiving end of the hand of God, shall we call it? And you know, there's loads of um, videos doing the rounds online where people making a counterpoint physical treatment that was dished out, not just by England. I mean, the other teams too tried to nullify Diego Maradona, didn't they? Oh, so if you, I mean, if you watch him play for Napoli. At the time in Serie A, I mean, people are just kicking lumps out of him. Every oh, week. that was the mid '80s Italian football league, yeah. the, one of the most cynical environments in world football. I mean, you yeah. can't tell me that it was, you know, our our treatment of Diego Maradona looked quite lightweight compared to we would have got yeah. given the count. And I can't believe the Argentine leagues are some kind of saintly air of Corinthian values, or it's good man, so well played there. I mean, he would have got, he would have been brought up with this, so. Part of his skill, I think, probably came from riding out these these kinds of tackles. Um, I mean, I, I remember I, I heard a podcast. It was, I think, it was Graham Hunter did a series of interviews, and one of them was right. with Chris Chris Waddle, who began his young career playing for his dad's pub side at the age of thirteen or fourteen, up against blokes, you know. Um, and again, they because he was good and they, he could outdo them on the field skill wise. They would try and physically assault him practically, and he had to learn to. That when the tackle was coming in higher, that you 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 rode it, you 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 avoided it, you jumped it, you know, which would enrage them still more, and so they try and do him another another way. But I mean, he, it's a tough school of um, of, of education. But he, he put it down to his skill in later life, down to that ability to ride tackles. I'm sure Diego Maradona would have had the the same kind of idea playing against blokes often to learn learn yeah. his learn his game. I think I read something about him saying 
something very similar to that. He, that he said he felt his greatest attribute was the ability to to start avoiding the kind of tackles that he was facing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and this would have been nineteen, what late seventies, early eighties football in in Argentine, and then uh, on into into the Italian leagues in later life. So, no, I I I, I make you right. I, I think players like Maradona, whether you love them or hate them, um, the fact they've caused a reaction in yeah. you is, is is what the game is about. Is is it's there's a big danger in in, in football. I think of sanitisation generally, um, and you know, obviously, no one wants to um, see rule breaking as, as as a norm go unpunished but equally it's it comes with a turf uh, Charlie isn't it I mean I think every great player course, yeah. bends the rules slightly and I think um, one thing to say as well is that that in that particular game that quarter final I'm sure it was mentioned in that documentary that was released last year that quarter final was the perfect summation of everything good and bad about the man because obviously after that that incident, he, he scores what I think was voted as the greatest goal in World Cup history. Must be, it must be one of the greats. You know, there might be one or two others that challenge it, but it's one of the great individual goals of all it's time. It's just unbelievable when you watch back. Like, only, only, only ET against Crystal Palace on New Year's Day, <laughs> ninety-five comes close. So we'll um, all supersede it. <laughs> Charlie, that is wonderful stuff. It's great to talk to you again, mate. It's been really entertaining stuff. Thank you very thanks, much. For, thanks for having me taking your time out your Sunday morning Charlie Mahoney ladies and gentlemen big thank you to him and we will be back in midweek after Blackburn away I think we have um, I think I have Mike Hayden lined up for the, the Real Mill Fan Show in midweek so until then it is from myself and Charlie bye for now thank you for listening to Aspen Media if you enjoyed the show please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review a reduction till next time Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.